The Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 92, Monday, December 10th, 2007. How do I add an outside phone number to my contact list? Um, the pro, no, not the profile. Oh, wait, never mind. I got it. Stupid. Wait, you're sure that you hear me fine? That's a little quiet. But I hear you. batteries are dead. Nah. <laughs> You're still okay. using that? What else am I going to use? <laughs> That's a little bit better. What? Just now. Just a second ago. I didn't do anything. That's a little bit better. <laughs> I'm just screaming louder now. Oh, we'll do that then. Oh, great. Alright, I'm going to hang up again, and then I'm going to do uh, a conference call with, this, with his Christ. phone. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. Hello. Hey. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Greg, say something. Something. Really low. <laughs> All right, hold on. I gotta get another battery. <laughs> Batteries? What's going on over here? <laughs> I don't know. So, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Sorry, it's, it's taking so long. No, to, this is cool. This is cool. This is like <laughs> behind the scenes of the Potch Stevenson show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's really going on back there? <laughs> how do I sound? Oh. Oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> Is that a yes or a no? That's good. You're like times 10 now. <laughs> You're loud. <laughs> oh, too loud. Right, hold on. <laughs> back up, back up a little. That's all. <laughs> what about now? Perfect. Perfect. You know, because, you know, part of the problem is this <laughs> Skype changes the volume on on you. It's uh. It's got this ghost volume guy in there, and it just keeps moving <laughs> All right, so this Sounds is the work. Do you have a format for me to look at, or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just ad lib. Yeah, freestyle. <laughs> Sweet, kick a beat. All right, this is the Paunch Stevenson Show. I am Rob. Greg, you are Greg. My hands are freezing. Why? It's cold. It was, yeah, I know. And we have with us our special guest, Jonald Reyes in Chicago, Illinois. Hi. Hey, this is Jonald. I'm Jonald. Yeah, you are Jonald. And you are the director of the movie That Asian Thing. Yes, I am. I uh, just com- just completed That Asian Thing, so it's good to go. We're submitting to film festivals across the nation. Uh, what's the website? It is... Uh, www.thatasianthingoneword.com Go to it, visit it. I have people behind the scenes doing it every day. And then I uh, update uh, the blog every now and then, which is uh, under the news link. So um, it keeps you up to date as to what I'm doing, what what's the hoopla all about, and uh, what's the brouhaha. How long ago did you finish the movie? Uh, literally <laughs> about <laughs> two weeks ago. Oh, all right. So this is brand new. Yeah, so it's uh, it's really is brand new. I just uh, we're about to have a, a screening, a private screening tomorrow night at uh, the Landmark Theater. 
But by the time your viewers hear this, they won't know that. <laughs> and I wouldn't, you know, it's in Chicago, so. Yeah, so this is uh, hot off the presses then, two weeks ago. Yeah, I actually um, just finished it up with the cleaning up the sound and whatnot. Um, I uh, upgraded my, I was using Adobe Premiere Pro to uh, do the film, and I upgraded to uh, the CS3, Creative Suite 3 version, mm. and uh, that's uh, been real helpful as far as cleaning up sound, using a lot of that uh, Adobe Sound Booth action. So how many people are involved in this project? Holy jeez. Um, okay, so... It's not just you, just, right? No, no, no. Within just making the, uh, the documentary itself, it's uh, myself and uh, two other people, uh, actually just making the documentary. I, I had uh, the help of uh, Yimin Chen and Wayne Bondad. They uh, came out and filmed a lot of stuff with me uh, as far as the interviews and performances are concerned. And I actually did most of the editing myself. And uh, that was pretty much it. That's all that was cracked up to be as far as uh, the production of the, of the whole thing. But then if you're talking about how many people I... Um, interviewed and how many performances I went out to, uh, just about a time span, about a year. So I don't know, we probably interviewed about like 20 people, I would say about around there. Are they all Asian? Uh, no, actually we have a, a good handful of people that are not Asian, uh, American or Asian. And they were, um, they were used primarily to give an objective point of view as far as any other, Topics that this thing is concerned with, uh, like things like stereotype, uh, sometimes comedy or acting, things that, you know, regular Joes, regular artists, um, people, uh, things that they go through, uh, some of the barriers that they face when they're themselves are trying to get into the mainstream. Uh, and then it's just, you know, uh, for comparative purposes, you know, just to show people that it's pretty much the same thing that Asian American people go through. But um, there there are some people out there that actually look at skin tone and, you know, Iceland. Now, on your website, thatasianthing.com, yeah. it says, That Asian Thing is a documentary film exploring the issue of low Asian American influence within mainstream America. Okay, so in a section of the film, and uh, I guess we could do it on on uh, on the air over here with you guys is uh you know how many famous asian americans can you guys name do you think off the, off the top of your head just you know how many do you think you can name uh, just just blur them out george takei aha nice nice uh tiger woods sure we'll take have <laughs> <laughs> who else oh, oh lucy yeah, i know the answer <laughs> <laughs> lucy lou yeah that uh, Harold, one one half of the Harold and Kumar. Yeah, well, actually, both of them are Indian. Oh, Indians have been uh, are uh, are also Asian American. Can you look at that? I've completely screwed up the stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's actually it's something that uh, people have been learning too as they've been watching um, some of the previews that I have. That they they forget that Indians are South Asians, so they're Asian Americans as well. All right, so that's four. <laughs> yeah. <Right. 
Yeah, don't sweat it. I mean, you know, this is something that um, we, we I actually learned uh, a lot about. Actually, you know, me myself, when I first started doing this, I, I, I was just as stumped as much as you guys were. I was like, okay, well, I think that's all I could name as well. And uh, a lot of them were actually just just Asians, not Asian Americans. So it was it was that was one question that was hard to uh, figure out myself was you know where is that defining line between what is Asian and what's Asian American, and so. Uh, I think one of the end results of that was um, actually from uh, one of the guys I interviewed. His name is Tatsuaoki, and he's a, a bassist over here who um, who's uh, deep into the jazz scene. And he is straight straight from Asia himself, and he considers himself Asian American because he's been here for so long. And he said, just to quote him, he said that you know I think you consider yourself Asian American when you know you're not going to go back anymore. So it's pretty much when you find yourself to be permanent here, a permanent fixture here in America. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, there's that little invisible line as to what is Asian and what's Asian American. That's one of the things that, you know, I try to uh, figure out here with this, with this film. How about the guy from Heroes? Yeah, he's uh, Asian American as well. Bobby Lee. Nice. Yes, Bobby <laughs> Lee. Who's that? <laughs> <Mad> TV. <laughs> he does the Asian American or Asian stereotypes on Mad TV. Yeah, he played. You know what? Um, if you guys feel like if you ever in the Asian American mood com of comedy, <laughs> of stand-up comedy, that is, uh, there's this thing. You know, uh, this is something that ever since the Kings of Comedy came out, uh, directed by Spike Lee, a lot of these stand-up comedians and stand-up groups, I suppose, have come out with their own blank of comedy now. So this is for the Asians and the Asian Americans. They have one called the Kims of comedy, and I think they're, they're mostly Korean. So this is something that they came out with. I don't It was okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll promote it. Go rent it. Yeah. Go put it on your Netflix if you feel like it. Actually, speaking of stand-up comedians, I remember Dat Fan... Mm-hmm. Right. He's what happened Asian. to that guy? I don't know. He was funny. So, so is it? Yeah, is it a question of was he funny or was he being, you know, Asian American or Asian that people didn't really buy into it? Was it? Was it? Was his? Were his jokes relatable? That's the question. I saw a Filipino <laughs> stand-up comedian. I can't remember his name, <clears throat> but he did a joke where he was um, he was pretending to be this owner of a company. Uh -huh. And he was doing an Asian accent uh, or a Filipino accent. And so it was like sort of like an interview, like he, like he was pretending to do an interview. And they go, so uh, tell us, what's the name of your company? Uh, my company is SBC Packing. Okay, uh, how did you come up with the name SBC? Well, if you look behind me, SBC. <laughs> Yes, and that comedian's name is Rex Navaretti. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. There you go. He's funny. He's uh, yeah, he's found a little niche. He's got a little uh, following going on with his uh, whole routine going on over there. Uh, <laughs> I think he's coming out of California, so and that's heavily heavily uh, populated with Asians and Asian Americans. Yeah, well, New York City too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a funny guy. So, what's your plan for the movie? That Asian thing. I actually just submitted uh, a couple of packages to um, film festivals. I actually, I actually don't know if I'm entitled to say where I've submitted to, so I'm going to keep it discreet. Um, okay. But 
there is there is a website for uh, you young auteurs out there uh, that want to get into the film festival scene. It's called withoutabox.com. Without a box is one word. dot com, and that um, pretty much sets up your whole press kit for you, and it makes submitting to film festivals so much easier, and it really makes you learn what is what you need to send to these um, these film festivals because there's a lot of stuff behind just just sending your film i mean there's a lot of things that you need to send to these um these people i mean these people watch like you know a thousand films when they when people start submitting so they need other things to uh kind of latch on to so that you know to get your little foot in the doorway so that they could pick you over like the other thousand people that submit how long is your movie uh we have rounded out to 80 minutes uh, that's not bad where can people who are interested watch a trailer or see a preview? Uh, we are on YouTube. Um, I have like everybody else. And, um, if you do also go to, uh, the main website, the agent thing.com, you can uh, find a teaser on there, two teasers, two for press and one. And, um, also we're, we're on MySpace as well. We're all over the place. We, I've actually have tried to utilize the social networking websites out there as, to my full advantage. So we are also on Friendster as well. Ooh, if anybody still uses that, I'm no <laughs> George Takei. <laughs> He's about can. the only one still on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can find him now, finally. He's a big advocate. First of all, he is a big advocate as far as Asian Americans are concerned, but he's also a big advocate of gay and lesbians as well. Just in case you didn't know that. So is Margaret Cho. But she's, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know, and I won't answer that. <laughs> uh, all right, no, what I, I happened know. to her? I think she still does stand up. I used to watch her TV show. Mm-hmm. The only uh, Asian American, full Asian American sitcom out there that was yeah. on uh, primetime TV for for what? It was like a season. And you know what? Um, why they why it got canceled? Why? Uh, and she says it in her last stand up. It got canceled because she wasn't Asian enough. What? <laughs> I, you figure it'd be in their face, but no. She it, is she Asian. Yeah, she just was not Asian enough for everybody. That's what their uh, all the execs over there said. Silly. Pretty interesting. Yeah, that was like an Asian version of Family Matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened to that guy? Where's Jaleel White now? <laughs> uh, he's just he's waiting for that next big role. I, I thought his next big role was the. Box Screech. What? <laughs> <Or was> it... <laughs> no, I think that what was, was that? Joey Buttafuoco or something. No, it was the it was the guy. Wasn't it the guy from uh, Welcome Back, Cotter? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the, what's his name? Horshack. Yeah, yeah, the little Horshack guy and, and Dustin Diamond <laughs> beat him up bad. I thought it was Dustin Diamond beat him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he was. Thinking about becoming a professional boxer after after a little stint. I think he first boxed, uh, what's that dude's name from uh, Partridge Family? Danny Bonaducci? Yeah, Danny Bonaducci. Uh, guy's a nut. <laughs> <laughs> that screech, man. So what do you hope to accomplish with the movie? Well, you know what's interesting about this is that there's, there is a low impact of Asian Americans out there, and we don't, we don't know why that is. I mean, th there's a lot of talented Asian Americans out there, a lot of, a lot of good arts, a lot of good singers, a lot of good guitarists. And, and what I, I'm hoping to accomplish with this film is maybe it will 
spark up a little bit of interest in mainstream America that that besides just the the what is it, the Asian tattoos that people got, you know, the Chinese characters that they started at one time that, that was, you know, I'm I was trying to when I was starting this film, I was trying to think of some Asian or Asian American things or cultured things or things that were part of mainstream culture at one time. And that was one of the things I thought of that, you know, movies, Harold and Kumar, things like that. But then, but then, you know, sometimes we just get pigeonholed to be like the Kung Fu guy or the, you know, the delivery takeout guy or whatever. And so yeah. what I want is just, you know, people to just kind of realize that we're just part of society. And, and I hope that, you know, the, with the film, if it gets picked up and people, and it does spark up a little bit of interest, that people start buying, uh, the people, the artists that are featured in my film, maybe get their CD or, or, you know, listen, go out to their, to their show on, on stage or go to whatever movie they're featured in. Just then just say, Oh, yeah, I know that person. And, you know, it's just, just to get more people involved with this. Besides just Lucy Liu, like the name, the same names over and over again, Lucy Liu, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and those last two, actually a lot of people brought those names up when we were interviewing people, and that's because they've been pigeonholed to be the martial artist guys. So, I mean, when you have to eliminate those factors, like martial arts, it's like, where, where are we now? To raise some awareness. Yeah, that's pretty much what I want. Well, what do you think is the reason why uh, the situation is the way that it is? There's no definitive answer to to that question. And even when I ask myself that, it, it's just a, a culmination of so many different factors. But one thing that I thought was something that not having too many Asian or Asian American people in higher positions, higher up positions, one that, the ones that make the, the bigger calls, one that, the people that want to take the risk in grabbing those those singing groups or that rock band and, 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 you know, let's, let's invest our money in this guy. Because when you think about the, the entertainment industry, isn't everything really all about the greens? I mean, what makes us, what makes money, you know? Right. And if it's like, if it has to be these people using their own money and becoming independent and just trying to push it and push it, how, you know, how far can you go with that when you're not making so much money back? It's like it comes to like a dead end somewhere along the line. And so it's like someone just needs to take that risk. Someone in a higher up position needs to say, you know what, let's give these guys a chance. Maybe it's, maybe it's their time. It's time to break the uh, the mold of uh, Pat Morita. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not all Mr. Miyagi's. <laughs> oh, wait, I thought of another Asian American. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to be doing this throughout the whole episode. So. Um, <laughs> Do it. I love it. The guy from Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. What, what was I forgot? Oh, Pat Smear. What? No. <laughs> now what was his name? James Ida or something like that. I don't know. Who's Pat Smear? Is that the guy from Foo Fighters? Yeah. Was, well, he, well, he was in like seven bands at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was. <laughs> oh boy. Foo Fighters is uh. I'm I'm a big fan of Foo Fighters lately. Can't help it. That's all I listen to now. Wow. Isn't Dave Grohl like 50 years old now? Or something? <laughs> yeah. Like no, that's just, like 45 think, or something. Yeah, I think they're just releasing the uh, Nirvana like 20 uh, 20 year anniversary or something of a uh, or something like that. There's like some kind of like push for it on a uh, like MTV. Oh really? Uh, uh, I don't think it's 20 yet. <laughs> that would yeah, be a bit scary. No, yeah, and you know what? I think it's the um, it's like the unplugged like a collection, and so Nirvana is obviously the headline of it. And I, I don't know if yeah. it's 
I don't know if it's only Nirvana or if it's, uh, if it's a culmination of a, a bunch of the uh, of the MTV Unplugged, the original ones, not these, not the newer ones. But they new ones? On, it was on. No, yeah. Well, you know what they did? They tried to bring it back. I think like maybe like two years ago or something. And yeah, but it was like Unplugged Jessica Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, oh, yeah. Come on. Something like that. I don't know. That was yeah, lots of cool. Some of those old Unplugs were good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll well, have to look that. Well, all right, wait, hold on. Let me let me go to. Uh, let me bring up Amazon here. <laughs> no, because I'm I'm interested in this. I I like those old unplugged. Some of them. All right, so Donald, a little bit yeah. off topic. Super Bowl, Chicago Bears. What happened? <laughs> I had five hundred bucks. I could have won from the office pool if they had come back and won that game. Oh. I got Sorry, screwed. I could have won like a few hundred dollars, but the kicker on New on Indianapolis, a Venetary, uh-huh. you know, he he missed the kick at the end of the first half, and then the Bears lost the game. Wait, which Super Bowl are you talking about? The one this year. You only have two that you could say. Not <laughs> 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 in the Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not the one with Ditka. The one that was ten months ago. It was in February, actually. Oh, February. Okay. Yeah. So ten months ago. Well, pretty soon they'll be they'll be playing it in July. (laughs) And they'll be playing in London too, Greg. What do you think about that? Oh God, what? No, not a fan. No. (laughs) (laughs) They want to play the real football. (laughs) Uh, Soccer, play football, eh? (laughs) Wait. So I'm looking up on Amazon.com MTV Uh, Unplugged DVD. Yeah. All that comes up is Ricky Martin unplugged. (laughs) Maybe it's Nirvana. Look up Nirvana then. Nirvana DVD. Maybe it is just Nirvana thing then. (laughs) You you mean you weren't going to buy the Ricky Martin unplugged? (laughs) Uh, Why would he do an unplugged? (laughs) I don't. He had two songs. Because he was part of Menudo. That's why. Yeah, Yeah, but how how could he possibly (laughs) perform sitting still? You know, his whole thing is, like, moving around. Nobody actually wants to hear him sing. You guys remember, um, this is has to go with uh, reality TV, uh, American Idol, blah. But uh, a couple of years ago, the guy that, um, William Hong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's Asian. The guy who sang the Ricky Martin song. Yeah. Uh, and that's how he got his fame. Yeah. Is yeah, he on your so that was. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> But people did name him as a famous Asian American. Oh, <laughs> Wait, I have boy. a question for you. You see, yeah. you know, and I'm not. That's. I'll tell you what. The the Indian Americans, the you know, the ones from India, not the Native right. Americans. Right. They yeah. have never. I know. You know, I went to school with a lot of them. Um, of course. You know, just you know, in my major, they have never recovered socially from short circuit. <laughs> they have never recovered from that guy in short circuit. Uh, he wasn't never. even Indian. I'll agree with you. He, he, the Indian guy was played by a white guy in brown makeup. What? He was white? <laughs> no <Yeah>. way. <laughs> yes. Whatever. Don't wait. Be confuse him with Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I'm... Well, he was in short circuit one and two with Michael McKean. I'm looking it up. Short circuit. Number 25! Fisher Stevens. Yeah. Actually, the, the actor who played the Indian guy, Fisher Stevens, 
was born in Chicago. Wow. Really? What's his name? Let me let me look it up myself. <laughs> and he dated Michelle Pfeiffer. I think I may know who the guy is. Look on his profile. If he was in the movie Hackers, I think then I right. know who he is, and he did have brown makeup on then. What is it called? <laughs> Hackers. What? Oh, okay. There's yeah, a short and, circuit documentary in case nobody knew that. Uh, yeah. He played Eugene Belford slash the plague slash Mr. Babbage in what? Hackers. But he was also in Short Circuit. Yeah. Ah, so it is a it was a white guy. I, it was I, a I white told guy you. with a big nose that they put brown makeup on. Yes. Oh my Here god. That has to be the ultimate insult. <laughs> what what's the name again? Fisher Stevens. Oh my, you're right. Fisher Stevens, I see him. Wow. It is a white guy playing... Wow, that's... Wow. I didn't I, know that. That That is low. That is wrong. That is wrong. And and with pictures on IMDb, it's with Tara Reid. That's where he is now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this MTV thing, it, it's the Nirvana Unplugged. There you go. And it was cool. just released on DVD November 20th. And this is cheap. This is a, it's only eleven ninety nine. Is that buying the sale that's going on over there? I'm buying that tomorrow. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm buying it tomorrow. I just watched a couple of trailers and movies. Have you guys seen um, the trailer for the new Rambo? Ugh, no. Oh, I have <laughs> seen it. Oh, yeah. What's it yeah. like? It, it looks like first of all Stallone. Uh, he looks like they took a human body and covered it in, like, clay. Like, not <laughs> skin, but clay. He doesn't, he doesn't look real. Is his body computer animated? <laughs> no. No, his, his body is a CGI. He does not reflect light in, in, in every different direction. Wait, is his, uh, is what CGI people look like because they don't know they don't know anything about lighting. Is he uh, is he wearing a muscle suit? <laughs> That's what it looks. He looks. It looks like one of those suits that Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealon had on in Saturday Night Live. <laughs> you know the you really try. bump you up, Hans and Franz. <laughs> That's Jeez. what he looks like. When is that coming out? Oh. I, I guess know. next year. Soon, Something. right? I don't know. I haven't seen any movies recently. They've all looked kind of bad to me recently. You do not give up your uh, $10 to go see Across the Universe? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you? The, the Beatles musical. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. What do you think? It was, it was okay. I mean, I, I'm well, first of all, when I was first watching it, I said, didn't they have this idea a long time ago? It's called Sgt. Pepper's. No. Oh. <laughs> the Bee Gees. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. And Peter Frampton. Yeah. Yep, and yep. Steve Martin <laughs> and George Burns and whoever else. And uh, well, Aerosmith was in it too, right? Yeah, Aerosmith. Yeah. <laughs> so in this one, they got Bono. That's one of the guys singing, uh, he sings I Am the Walrus. No. Well, uh, it, it, as long as they don't have anything that Paul McCartney has written in the last 10 years, it, it's probably watchable. 
I mean, come on. What is what is this guy doing these days? Just retire. <laughs> you know, I'm no problem if he's gonna. No, I got no problem if he's gonna play like the old music or whatever. Fine, like the Rolling Stones. Stop making new stuff. <laughs> what if he yeah, got together with Ringo Starr just now, and then Julian Lennon, and then uh, was George Harrison's son? Danny. Uh, Danny. Yeah. Well, they kind of did that in that tribute concert. Yeah, a oh bit. yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. A little nah, bit. Well, actually, was Sean Lennon in there? Nope. All right. Well, he Sean. would. Well, he would be the one that they would get. They're not going to get Julian Lennon. Yeah. Well, Sean Lennon's half Asian too. Right. Yes, he is. Yoko. Chibomato goes out with the girl from Chibomato. What's that? Uh, that's that. Uh, I like chicken song. I don't know. <laughs> what? what? Chivo Mato. I like chicken. I think that was the name of their song. I like chicken. Is it recent? No, no, no. This is, uh, they're pretty old band. This is a band from a while ago. Yeah. Like chicken. Obscure (laughs) music, these obscure uh, musical references. (laughs) So, Jonald, who would you say are your directing influences? Uh, you can actually see in the first, uh, like five minutes of my film, I do a little, uh, tribute to, uh, have you guys ever seen the movie, uh, Time Code? Uh, you know what? I don't know who's famous in it. Maybe Elizabeth Shue. I think she's the most famous person in there. No, Anyways, no. it was a really independent film. And, uh, <clears throat> what they did was they, they cut the screen into four slots and they started the movie in one quadrant and then everything was in real time from then on out. And so it, it, I mean, it kind of works. Yeah. Is that the movie? I, I remember that I saw a film, four screens, where yes. there's at the end, this woman, I think it's a uh, Gene Triplehorn walks into this meeting of people and shoots this guy dead. Yeah. I don't know. She, I don't remember. She shoots the guy dead. Spoiler, it's the guy that alert. was in deep blue sea that got his arm bitten off and then the shark killed him. I'm <laughs> not sure. All right. <laughs> but but uh that is one of the uh, that was my little tribute to that guy. And then uh as far as well, this is my this is a documentary. So I actually watched a slew of documentaries and uh obviously Michael Moore was one of them and uh I actually did use some of his tactics to uh for interviews. In the trailer I saw an interview of you. Now are you in the film? I thought that was a no no. No, I am in the film. Oh. So you uh, interview yourself? Well, I'm the one that, <clears throat> well, I'm the one that actually goes around and, and interviews people. And I'm actually, I do an intro, like an intro type deal where it's kind of like me telling the people that I'm interviewing what the documentary was all about. And so it's kind of like, it's not, not in the terms of Morgan Spurlock, the guy that does, uh, supersize me. Yeah, the third um, Not in that guy. sense. Yeah, not in the sense where I actually like am inter- completely intertwined with. It. I don't really interfere with the performers or artists themselves. I mean, whatever, whatever is going on, whatever they have event-wise that they were already doing, that's something that I came out to, came out to, and I filmed. The only thing that I did uh, organize myself was the, uh, the ending part, which was uh, a giant concert that we put on stage uh, over in Palatine Park, Illinois which was, that featured uh, three groups uh, within the movie, so that it was, um, and that was the ending of the film. 
So what about George Lucas or anyone like that? What? Uh, well, I mean, as far as just, you know, who I look up to, I'm a huge Martin Scorsese fan. I'm all about Scorsese. Writing-wise, I kind of like Wes Anderson stuff. That's uh, Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic, Steve Zazu. I like Alan Ball. He's the guy that did Six Feet Under and also yeah. did American Beauty. Yeah, but those are those are a couple of people that I actually look up to more than anything. Uh, I like, I mean, I don't like to get too cliche because a lot of people uh, from our age range do, do like uh, Tarantino, Kevin Smith. Uh, right. I mean, I'm not a, I, I love the guys too, but I, I figure I just think outside the box for a second. <laughs> All right. So the last 30 minutes of your documentary is not silent. <laughs> no, it's not silent. All right. It is not influenced by Tarantino, therefore it is not silent. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm referring to Pulp Fiction. I was telling Rob the other day about how the last 45 minutes is silent except for sound effects. <laughs> well, I don't know what version you bought, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's was... dialogue going on in there. <laughs> there, no, there, there wait, wait. The people were speaking. There was no voices. All the only sound effects were the sa- was the sound was the sound effects. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Jonald, I haven't seen that movie. Is it supposed to be like that? <laughs> no, no, not from what I remember. Well, I didn't think it was originally either. But then I was watching it the other night on IFC, and uh-huh. it was it was fine. You know, there was speaking and everything. And then right after the part with, with Bruce Willis and Ving Rhames and uh, what's his name, uh, Travolta and Samuel Jackson show up at Quentin Tarantino's house. Right. All of a sudden, it becomes silent. The people talking, there's no, there's no sound from them talking. The only thing you hear are the sound effects. I'm, I'm ta- Explosions I'm, I'm, and gunshots. Yeah, like whatever. Like Harvey Keitel shows up, he, he rings the doorbell. You hear the doorbell. Their mouths moving. You don't hear anything. <laughs> it I'm was an ISP trick. <laughs> uh, it must have been. It was like the director's cut or something. Yeah, it was a sound cut. It was a sound <laughs> sound edition. It's the, it's just proof what the work goes on behind uh, the scenes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was the uh, mime edition. That's what it was. But they have subtitles <laughs> saying that we're crushing wood now to make this noise. No, <laughs> no, no subtitles like that. I don't. I didn't have the. I didn't have closed captioning on. <laughs> we're banging pots now to make this noise. Yeah. <laughs> so, Donald, you're also a writer. Is that true? I, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do write. Comedy? Uh, you know what? That's where I learned uh, a lot of my stuff. I went to uh, Second City, and I went to the training center over there, and I finished a writing program. So I, I did a lot of sketch comedy for a while. And every now and then, I do just on ideas for a new screenplay. I'm actually doing research right now for uh, what I want to do next. And it's um, I actually want to keep with the Asian theme, but uh, I want to do something that has to deal with uh, the Asian Asian-American mafia. I think I am following in the steps of Scorsese. <laughs> so with the uh, second city, while you were at Second City, did you see any famous Second Cityers or whatever they are? Dan Aykroyd? Uh You know what? <clears throat> the guy that's on Mad TV now, oh man, I forget his name. He was at Second City while I was at Second City. Jeez, I forget his name. He's a bald guy. Oh, oh yeah. His, his name is like, uh, is it like Kevin? It's like Kevin Kell... Keen or something? Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Keegan Michael Key. Huh. 
he went to, uh, they picked him up from a second city yeah. when I was there. So that's only, uh, that's as close to, uh, fame that I, uh, experienced over at second city. And then, uh, there are a lot of, um, there's this duo that's out in Los Angeles right now. They're called Competitive Awesome. And, uh, they actually had a, uh, I think a video called Snap Crackle Pop that picked up a lot of, uh, MySpace exposure. So that was, uh, they came, out of uh, Second City when I was there, too. So, now, what is... You made the documentary, that Asian thing. You were... Yeah. You are Asian-American. What is your family's background? My family came from the Philippines. And I, my mom... I, I actually inter- interviewed my mom for this uh, for this documentary. And it's actually uh, a trip when uh, you actually try to learn where your parents came from and what they're all about. And besides trying to make fun of them on the side and <laughs> laugh at them. <laughs> but uh, they, there was no sense or connotation of what America was to them besides what they learned in school. So when they were coming here, they thought it was going to be like this awesome place. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a rude <laughs> awakening when you get here. I think it's what everybody thinks. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they think there's a, what is that, the gold mountain or whatever it is, or like pavements. She's paved with gold or whatever that is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of like when you all watch uh, The American Tale with Fievel. And uh, <laughs> when, they, when they make it to America. For, did your parents know each other before they came to America? Yeah, they were uh, they were married at the young age of uh, 16 and 17. And my dad came here first. Um, I think he came here for uh, maybe for military reasons. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he started uh, bringing people over here afterwards. So was that in the seventies? So uh, yeah, yeah. And then he sent for my mom after after that. So and, yeah, it was around the seventies. So I think I think he actually traveled here by boat. <laughs> wow. And where did they settle? New Jersey? No, actually, when they first came here, they came out to Chicago, and huh. then uh, I was actually born in Chicago, and then I came out to Jersey later on. Is there anything specific to the Filipino culture that stands out or that's special? Food is always a, a thing that, of difference. And it's actually something that was featured on Fear Factor at one time. It was, uh, it's, it's this thing called Balut. It's B-A-L-U-T. And, uh, it is a delicacy in the Philippines. And it's, uh, what it is is a chicken egg, kind of half cooked. It's like that the chicken is kind of still in there. Well, wait, well, well when you say a chicken egg. <laughs> The chick is kind of still in there, yeah. And it's a little disgusting, but... Um, no, but yeah, when I go to the they... store and I buy a chicken egg and I crack it open, there's no chicken inside. Oh, no. <laughs> that is yolk. <laughs> so you're talking but, uh, about a chicken egg about... with a chicken in it? Yeah, with okay. chicks in it. And so these are, they're actually like, they're little, there's like a an embryo, I suppose, is what's in there. And uh, <laughs> it's disgusting and it's, as it sounds, people do eat this. <laughs> Wait, so what do they do? They, they cook actually, it for a minute? Well, well I don't, I think they, uh, they, there's a, a way to do it. It's, it's a way that it's cooked that there's a actually seasoning that is created within it, inside it. There's like a, a flavor of this soup or whatever that's inside. I don't know if it's blood. It's not blood. It's something else. But, um, it's actually featured also on, uh, the, on Andrew Zimmerman's, uh, that's the guy on the Food Network, I think, or the Travel Net- Network, where he goes out to weird places and tries their food. And he tried it out, and he was like, uh, he was pretty uh, amazed at how good it was when he, you know, when something when you hear about something like that, you're like, ew. But 
That's well, just something that he enjoyed. But then what happened? So people crack the egg open and just You crack it open it? and then you kind of slurp whatever's on the inside and then you eat a little bit of the top. And, but then you, if you go any further, now you're eating the chick. <laughs> so what do they do? They just throw out the chicken? Yeah, they don't, I don't, I don't think they eat. I mean, I haven't done it myself in a long time, but I don't think they eat the whole thing. So for someone like me who hasn't uh, been to Asia before, what would you say it's like? Is it a lot of I farms? Would, yeah, you know what? There, 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 there are cities there. People sometimes have the, the connotation that the, when they land, they're landing on like dirt roads and stuff. <laughs> but no, they, we actually do have cities there. And uh, well, that's like the, the connotation is, of the South, too. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's all hey, now. <laughs> well, they, they had the thriller in Manila. Yeah, they did. They had the thriller in Manila. What's the thriller in Manila? Oh, my God. A boxing <laughs> match or something? You're getting close. Yeah. Wrestling? No, it was <laughs> boxing. Wrestling. It was Muhammad Ali against, uh, who was it? Was that Foreman? Uh, yeah, I think it was Foreman. I think that was Foreman. Yeah, either Foreman or Frazier, but it, I think it was Foreman. Uh, yeah, Fra- Frazier was, uh, the Rumble in the Jungle. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was him, uh, Ali, Frazier, and Zaire. Does anyone really well, care about boxing anymore? Well, you know, part of the problem is you've got UFC out there, you've got Showbox, you know, so it's a little more difficult. The heavyweights have completely fallen apart. There's like no heavyweights even, anymore. Yeah, what? there aren't any heavyweights. They're not they're uh, not yeah, they're not heavyweights anymore. And so now you have a lot of middleweights and and super, you know, flyweights or whatever and strangely yeah. a, a lot of the boxers, the big boxers now are from Europe. Yeah. But oh, and and obviously the big Filipino boxer was Manny Pacquiao. All these lightweights. Yes, well, they're little guys, yeah. No, it just seemed like there used to be all these huge stars of boxing. Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield. And now it's like, I don't think I can name any boxers today. Yeah. Where where did it end? Lennox Lewis? Do, do you even no. know what Lennox Lewis is, Rob? No, he, was a, <laughs> he was horrible. Was he the guy that Mike Tyson beat up in like 10 seconds? No. In no. the 1980s? <laughs> <laughs> no. so that was Spinks. Oh, yeah. One of the Spinks. <laughs> yeah. Macho Camacho. <laughs> yeah. Where are all okay. the cool nicknames? <laughs> was it Lightning Mike Tyson? <laughs> Iron so, Mike. Iron Mike. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a Lightning Punch. Lightning yeah. Punch? <laughs> that was from the game. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I don't know if I, I guess we should mention it how we even know Jonald. Well we know him because he's of this big up and coming director. <laughs> and he contacted us at our very popular podcast. Right. This is true. Well, I mean, uh, you know, we grew up in the same town. Um, Belleville, that's New the Jersey. Same town that yeah. uh Michael Way and Gerard Way went to Yes, yes. Oh boy. <laughs> My chemical romance, yeah. <laughs> Haven't uh, mentioned uh, them in a while. Sorry. Seriously, what was your reaction when you first heard about them? Because if I re- hold on, because if I recall, a, a mutual friend of ours sent an email out to like everybody we knew from high school, 
And I believe it had some kind of a video or something with them on it. Because that's how yeah. I saw it for the first time. And I immediately called Rob. I'm like, what is this? What is this? Well, they, they started picking up a little recognition when uh, I guess I got an interview from MTV2 or something. And then uh, they actually, I think they, they did go to our hometown and they actually interviewed the Way's mom. Yeah, they did the music video where they basically it was just them. Re, you know, their first music video, I guess, was them uh, driving around the town with a video camera. You know, I, I, I guess avoiding the mafia hits that were happening all over the place that they 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 were going to get shot. They went outside. Yeah, how come they kept saying that Belleville was this town? that was overrun with crime and there were dead bodies all over the place. I thought we were like the top 31 high school when we were there. (laughs) (laughs) And then weren't we, were we in the top like 50 high schools in the nation when we were there? I remember that banner. Yeah. And we had the number one teacher too. What's his name? Oh yeah. Mr. Ruffalo. Yeah. And then Ronald McDonald was there and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, a fake Ronald McDonald. Wow. What? I thought it was him. Ronald McDonald is fake. <laughs> the same one that skates in the ice rink every Christmas. What ice rink is, is Ronald McDonald <laughs> skating in that he's not getting beat up by a gang? <laughs> On the commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where he helps the little girl skate or something like oh. that. Oh, I do have a story about Michael Way though. He, uh, I, I when I, I was working at a comic book store during high school, and uh, I yeah, don't that know. was the one where they always went, right? Yeah, and he would always come in because he wanted to work there, and he came in like every day. And we actually were like wondering why you, why are you coming in like every day? And he was just like, I just want to hang out with you guys. This is really cool. Like, and obviously he wanted to work there, but we never really gave him a job and so i'm just i was waiting for his email when they say like you know f you look where i am now (laughs) hey i'm still waiting for all the money i loaned him to buy snapple iced teas at lunch (laughs) (laughs) with interest man that would be a lot of money yeah i know i'm owed like a couple hundred bucks here so you should pay them back that should be chump change for them now yeah i know but uh point being that we we knew John old uh, since what? Maybe the middle school, junior <clears throat> high, seventh yeah. grade. Oh, the dark days of middle school. Yeah, <laughs> the dungeon of middle school. Uh. <laughs> and and then obviously the the high school there. And uh, we Which actually was... went to the same college. What a great collegiate football oh, program! Oh boy, they were they had one year Rutgers. They had one year. It was like one year in the sun, and now they're they're back to like mediocre mediocrity. <laughs> Terrible. I don't know if we ever talked about the fact that our high school was built on a swamp and was and sinking. It sink every year. <laughs> yeah, it was, supposedly it was sinking an inch every year. Uh, I, I no, actually the high school the school itself I think was was pretty safe. <laughs> But, like, the field, like, the football field was kind of a mess because of the swamp. You know, the track was the the track, the tennis courts. Well, it's gone now. They paved it over. For what? Well, because they couldn't couldn't keep a gravel track there anymore. It was a disaster. (laughs) Is there such thing as a gravel track? (laughs) 
not since the like the nineteen forties. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you were running with ties on, still, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 well, the, no, well, the the back then the uniform it looked like uh, you know looked like that sailor's like swimsuit, <laughs> with the stripes and. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, if you ever write anything, think of writing anything with fiction. Uh-huh. Will you ever consider drawing back on the old Belleville days? And as a uh-huh. result, would you need some people that you knew in the old Belleville days to possibly play a role? In this film, uh, I'll let basically, you know. what we're saying is, can you write a movie and put us in it? <laughs> You're not the first one, so <laughs> I'll let you know. If I'm filming over in in Jersey, I'll let you know. Okay, or New York. Sure, sure, East Coast. Yeah. Speaking of track and field and things like that, the upcoming 2008 Summer Olympics are in are what Japan? Yeah, Beijing. China. China. Well, what's both of you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in China. All right. So that that's Asian related. Well, I'm not up to par with my Olympics news. <laughs> they're supposed to be in China, but there's so many. There's so much like out of control pollution and disease or something like that that they're not really sure if it's going to happen. Because, but I think it's going to. I think it'll make it more interesting. You have all the the stupid Olympians there. Right. It, participating in their archaic sports that no one really cares about anymore. And it, it's, it's not just a, it's not just who's the best or who's the worst or it's survival of the fittest. I mean, that's how the original Olympics were. It wasn't like, Oh, uh, you know, the Greeks weren't like racing a hundred meters. No, they were racing a hundred meters and then chopping the guy in front of them's head off with a sword. Awesome. <laughs> that's what, it, that's what it's got to be. How come in the Olympics there are several events that are almost identical? Like, for example, there's the discus throwing event, and there's the hammer still... toss throwing that... event. Wait, there's an event where they throw a hammer? Yeah, it's like attached to a chain, and they have to swing it o- around over their head and throw it into the crowd or something. Are you talking about a shot put? Oh, yeah, there, there's that, too. There's the shot play, <laughs> the discus, and the hammer throw. Oh, all right. Why do they have three separate events of throwing things? I don't know. Just pick one thing and throw it. Yeah, the better events are from World's Strongest Man. Or the lumberjack events. Yeah, those are better, too. Yeah. Often those don't make it to the Olympic level. I don't understand that. Like, how does snowboarding get into it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't there isn't there like log rolling and stuff like that? No, log rolling, <laughs> beaver catching. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that an Olympic event? Arm wrestling, no. over the top. <laughs> did you, wait? What did you say? We're over the top. Oh God! And we're back to Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll full go back circle. To Stallone. <laughs> We start with Stallone, we end with Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> Disastrous. Anything else? Log on to the website and check out where uh, the movie's showing and come on out and support the film. That's pretty much it. That agent thing.com. End scene. <laughs> Face of black. So you have DVDs? Yes, we do. But um, we're waiting for our main distributor before I just start handing them out. So 
stuff. Okay. How much are you charging? <laughs> we'll talk about this off the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to pull a PBS where, you know, $150 and you get a DVD. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and a bag and a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> the tote bag, actually. Remember that? The tote bag? <laughs> That's right, yeah, the tote bag. <laughs> the Channel 13 tote bag. Ugh. Has that big hideous thirteen logo on the side? Uh, Ken Burns presents the War of eighteen twelve, <laughs> eight part series. Oh. Donald, no Dushku sightings. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, we do, do. You ever see? So cele- I know we talked about the Second City, but do you ever see any celebrities just in Chicago? Uh, yeah, I have seen uh, John Cusack at a Cubs game. Uh. We had really good seats. We were on, uh, like on left, left field, like on, on the left side. And, uh, we were right below where all the, uh, private suites were. And my cousin and I, we were, we were kind of just watching the game and then we're looking up at the suites and then this, this slew of like five hot chicks just go into this one room. Like, you see that? And then like, as time, you know, more innings pass, another set of like high, five, like, you know, beautiful young girls just go in there. And then all of a sudden, like, John Cusack just comes out and smokes a cigarette. And we're just like, <laughs> like, no wonder. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, yeah, there's got to be a, a celebrity in there. Oh, it was uh, Mr. John Cusack of uh, Better Off Dead. <laughs> uh, was there any other sightings? Uh, yeah, you know what? Um, since Chicago is so deep into the comedy scene, uh, we do uh, have some uh, Saturday Night Live people come out here. And I have... Um, I had uh, the pleasure of just uh, saying hello to Amy Poehler of Saturday Night Live, and that was uh, that was pretty cool. Right, so John Cusack and Amy Poehler. Yep, that's good. What about you guys? Anyone in New York? Well, no. Uh, Rob is the it's a celebrity magnet. Most recently, I saw. I'm drawing a blank. That, uh, what's that guy's name? Patton Oswalt. <laughs> I saw an yeah, in Union Square Park. He is. He's on King of Queens. Yeah. And yeah. I saw one of the old Rolling Stones at, at Barnes & Noble. Oh, yeah, we talked about Ron Wood. As opposed to one of the young Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> he I mean, probably, he's, well, he is. He's not one of the current Rolling Stones. Right, right, right. I got you. I thought this is a segue to the new monkeys as opposed to the old monkeys. Oh, God. <laughs> there were new monkeys? <laughs> you don't remember the new monkeys? Happened. Yeah, in no. the 80s, right? But it was the old monkeys. I know. They weren't new. But they were called no. the new monkeys. Oh, no, no, no. There on. was an actual band that came out. It was a show in the 80s, and it was called the new monkeys. There were four different guys. Oh, really? Yeah. And what then they. <laughs> what did they, they do? They did what the monkeys did. <laughs> they just sang songs. Uh, I think they sang for real. <laughs> no, but I remember watching a TV show in the eighties of the monkeys, but it was the old monkeys. Yeah, but but they yeah, had a new think, TV show. I think this show sparked it because I think the old monkeys knew that it sucked, and yeah. so they came back. Uh well, it was it was uh, Davy Jones, Mickey Dolenz, and Peter Tork. Right. right. Michael Nesmith has been uh, reluctant to rejoin them since, like, the 60s. Mike Nesmith, I think, played 
guitar for real, right? The, no, the, yeah, they were all real musicians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when the when they came back in the eighties and they like went out on tour and everything, they were actually playing instruments. Yeah, they did. You know, they were fine. Mike Nesmith's mom invented whiteout. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Liquid paper or whiteout? Ooh. Um, I'm looking it up. You're going to have to look that one up for me. <laughs> I'm not too sure, actually. Wait, this says that Mike Nesmith's mother, Betty, invented typewriter correction fluid Uh-oh. known as liquid paper or whiteout. Oh, both. <laughs> How could it be both? <laughs> and, of course, that segues back to Belleville, John, did you did you have a typing class at the high school before I sure they did. before before they changed the typewriters out for the the word processing machines? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh well, it wasn't. I I had it in, in the middle school. The, the middle schools okay, were anyway. bad. The high school ones were even worse because you you literally you needed like a hammer and a chisel. You know, like uh, Aristotle or what, what was the. Sculptor, <laughs> Michelangelo. Yeah, I guess so. You know, banging away on this thing, trying to like carve in. You know, trying to get the uh, the keys to do anything. Well, it's because they would never replace the ribbons. The ribbons they had in them were the same ribbons that that they came with like forty yeah. years ago. Well, and the keys yeah. would always get stuck. They just rewind the ribbons too. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, in your spare time, in the last ten years? Attempted to build your own tornado. <laughs> tornado. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, first of all, no one got my joke in the first place and responded the way I wanted. Wait, what? What? When I said, has anyone built a tornado, you're supposed to say... But what? what? What response were you expecting? You were supposed to then say, tornado. I did. <laughs> but Yeah, but like five minutes later, it, you totally ruined the bit. <laughs> well, so, John, you're a writer. Are you on strike? <laughs> no, I'm not striking from anything. <laughs> are you? Oh, yeah, you're not. Yeah, I mean, you're not in the writers' guild, right? No, I'm not in WGA. I wish. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like uh, when you it, you know when you're trying to make your way up through the ranks of the Cub Scouts, the Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same thing. <laughs> you just you know you just make up. You know you have that stupid thing at the end of the book. It says if. You know, have you figured out how to make fire on your own and and tie a rope and uh, kill a squirrel? And I'm just making it up. Yeah, yeah, I did this. I did that. Give me my badge. You know, <laughs> like some people, I, I was never in Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts, but some of our friends were in it for several years and they mm-hmm. took it seriously and they worked their way up the ranks. Sure. Is, is there a point to that? Like, is that is that something that they can put on their resume? I don't know. Yeah, can you put that in there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you'd want to. I guess if you make it past Eagle Scout for a good amount of years, they ask you, well, do you want to work for us now? At the home ed- home headquarters or wherever it is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, I have to go to the bathroom. This is how it normally ends. Well, thank you, guys. I thought this was fun. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And sure, we'll, no problem. We'll put a link to your website, <clears throat> that Asian thing, Dot com on our website, paunchstevenson.com. Yeah, like I said in my, uh, one of my emails to you, Rob, I said that uh, I'm actually trying to work with uh, people from Rutgers to try to show it over there. But it probably won't be until like early next year or so. 
but yeah, I'll definitely let you guys know. And then um, I actually do have like a links website on my website, so I'll pop your link on there. Cool. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Bye. What ice rink is, is Ronald McDonald skating in that he's not getting beat up by a gang? 